Hello, my name is Nick and this is the Grace and Fool podcast. Today I have a guest with me and we talk about a little bit of everything, but mainly concerning legalism in churches versus grace. There's so much to this Christian life that's not in churches and churches will agree with you and say, yeah, that's, you're supposed to go witness and you're supposed to go, you know, spread the gospel. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's true. There's more to that too. It's like, there's more to this Christian life. Like we were talking about earlier, living in freedom. And I think that a lot of people are unaware of how free they are in Christ. I am so glad that you have joined us to listen today to this episode. If you have ever been in a church where there just felt, uh, it seemed like there was so many rules and you could not meet the expectations, you felt like you weren't good enough for God, you felt like you weren't good enough to be at this church, maybe you have a, a background that, that is hard to relate to and they, they don't understand and it's you, you feel a, a dissonance between you and the rest of the church. Today, my guest um, goes into a little bit of her story about when she first got saved and the church she went to and how strict it was and how it um, contrasted what she, with what she believed the Bible taught and what she believed the Holy Spirit was teaching and telling her in, um, in her spirit, right? So her name is, uh, I'm going to butcher it, Michaela Deegan. She is the host of a podcast called Coffee, Jeans, and Jesus. It's a really great podcast focusing on faith and grace, and um, it's really uh, kind of geared towards uh, women, um, but it's still really great. And so I sit down and we talk uh, kind of about our stories with dealing with uh, rules and religious activity um, and, and, and how churches today tend to really push on their members, push on us believers, push on Christians, can't get the word out. Uh, but, but really sometimes in churches today, we see a lot of rules and regulations and expectations that aren't in the Bible and some that are, but it's, it's, um, put onto us as a means to um, gain blessing or fulfill promises or for God to love you more or for God to um, make your life better in some way. There's always an enticement of if you do this, then God will do this for you and he won't do anything. He won't provide for you. He won't take care of you other than the bare minimum If you're not being a good Christian and doing the right things. So that's a little bit about what we talk about. And so I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. Starting with her story from when she got saved uh, and, and the first church that she was in. So I hope you enjoy this episode and stick around for the end for, uh, where you can find her podcast.
for a couple of weeks i wasn't going to church but something happened mm -hmm. um where i immediately stopped drinking and partying and you know i i didn't understand it but now i know that it was the holy spirit right so i wasn't part of a church but i went to a church with my sister that was legalistic in the sense that um, so they were Baptists and, you know, they had these rules where you could only read the King James version. Uh, the women oh, could only wear, yeah. the women could only wear skirts. They were not allowed to speak. And I left that church because I, I had two kids when I got saved. I had mm -hmm. two little boys and I was a single mother. I had never been married. So every time I went there, there, it always happened that a woman would say, Oh, are those your little brothers? <laughs> I would say, oh, wow. no, those are my kids. Oh, where's your husband? And it was very uncomfortable. So, gotcha. yeah. So long story short, I ended up going to another church that this guy that I was dating at the time had been a part of. He kind of backslid. But the reason I stayed there was because they were all young adults like I was. I was the only mother, but they didn't care that I had kids. So... They grew up in the inner city like I did. I really just got along with them. Some of them grew up in broken homes. So it's like we had this, you know, understanding of we all went through this stuff, but we love Jesus. Um, and it was my first time that I had fun as a Christian without doing anything sinful, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Pardon me. Um, so at this church they were just very legalistic in the sense that you the way that you serve god was when you're doing stuff in the church and everybody in this church it was a church that really they do something amazing they go out there and they reach the outcasts the prostitutes the drug addicts and it's a very powerful ministry but they are very legalistic mm. and so they didn't let you date it, it was just a weird kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I got hurt there. I, you know, I met my husband now there and, you know, it wasn't like uh, we, we like each other. It was just that we were always together because when you're in ministry, you know that you're always around the same people. Um, but yeah, so in this church, it was just a lot of rules, a lot of legalism, a lot of kind of, how could I put it? like a mask and whenever oh, someone yeah. left they would say well they backslid oh, or you yeah. know yeah and they they when i finally wanted to leave i'm sorry that i'm like getting i'm gonna make i'm gonna finish <laughs> i'm gonna wrap this it up great no <laughs> um so what was happening to me is that i had a leader over me who was not a mother and she was always having me do things and so for a person who uh I was very independent. My father raised me. I I took care of myself. I had my own place. I was always able to take care of myself. And a lot of these girls and the girl that was my leader, she uh, kind of lived with other people. They lived off of food stamps, which there's nothing wrong with that, let me say. But I was like, why is this girl my leader when she can't even take care of herself? You know, so that's kind of my in my head. And the girls were worried about what they were going to wear to church. And I'm worried about how am I going to pay my rent this month? Because I'm a single mother, you know? Yeah. Um, so long story short, uh, 
I think they were very controlling. It was all about their ministry, their agenda. If it was anything outside of that, it was just like, you can't do that. And what was happening to me was that God was really dealing with, I need to have my house in order. I need to put my kid in bed at a certain time. I need to act as if I do have a husband because, you know, he was trying to do that in me where I didn't have structure before because I was this big party girl. Right. So finally, I knew that I had to leave and I got upset. And at the time, you know, I was talking with my husband and I called him crying and he had already seen all these things because he had been there for five years. So it was like I wasn't saying anything to him that he didn't already think or understand. Um, so, yeah, I, I told the girls that I was leaving and one of the girls came to my house that night and she's like, well, where are you going? Well, what church are you going to? So all I kept hearing was that the devil was going to grab a hold of me. <laughs> um, and I've heard the same story from other people that for whatever reason, maybe someone left the church. Maybe it wasn't even for a bad thing. Maybe it was, you know, because there was no falling out, but they are moving or whatever that is. And so you have this other group of Christians who maybe they have been hurt. Maybe they're just so disappointed with the church, but they love God, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I guess when I heard your episode, I was just like, wow, I can really relate. And you know, then you hear from other people of that former ministry that they left and then they talk about them like you shouldn't talk to that person who left because they backslid. And so it's just a weird kind of thing that happens, I think, in some churches when there's legalism. And that's why I always say, like, you have to stay so grounded in your word because otherwise it's going to be so easy for you to hear the voices of other people. Oh, for sure. I, I love that actually hearing you talk about, you know, the way your life changed from before and after, because that's very clear evidence of the Holy Spirit working in you to bring you to be the person that God wants you to be and to be the mother that God wants you to be. And then it even shows a clear like contrast between how the church wasn't helping you do that. And, and I mean, that's why, you know, I was making sure that we we're on the same page because that's what I was thinking too. Mm -hmm. When I was doing that episode, um, I grew up in a church where it was, uh, that, that was a little bit, yours was a, a little bit more stricter than mine. Mine was a Baptist, but not as strict, but it, it had a lot of, I, I think of it as mind games where, mm -hmm. They were genuine and they, they believed what they believed with their, you know, their whole heart. But mm -hmm. it still, the, the problem was, so like, for example, my youth pastor, um, he was a really great guy. He had a lot of faith and he was one of those people that uh, God had done good things in his life. Um, and so he had faith and because of those things, he would teach and try to, use those in his lessons to show the great things God has done for him. The problem was when he did it, he always somehow, I mean, I guess accidentally, you know what I mean? It wasn't like he was doing this on purpose, but it was, it was always coming across as these things will not happen for you if you don't do these X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you know, I know if you exactly don't follow you the mean. rules, you're not gonna get this, 
or or to in you know or even promising if you do this this will happen and one of the biggest things was like tithing um you know that he was there was this church was a big uh and i've met a lot of other people that that are like the if if you tithe then god's gonna turn around and bless you financially and yeah (laughs) i know that happens for people but it doesn't happen for everyone Mm -hmm. especially when you just give this idea that well i'll just give money and then oh my bills will be paid magically like it just doesn't happen that way and a lot of things were when i was growing up in youth uh, that was kind of the idea was to be a good Christian. Um, you know, God loves you, but, f- you know, for you to have a really good relationship with him, you have to read your Bible. You have to have a quiet time. And, you know, your quiet time has to be first thing in the morning. Otherwise, you're not putting God first. If it's not mm-hmm. as soon as you wake up, if you don't pray as soon as you wake up, I mean, and they weren't saying these things literally, but they were making it very clear that that's the best way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it comes down to, I know that we, Christianity is a religion, but I think it comes down to being religious. And, you know, I know what you're saying about, like, they would say always, you should bring your first fruits. And they had 5 a.m. prayer. And so their whole thing was always, and, and I'm not trying to badmouth them because um, my husband ended up, like, before I met him, he ended up going to the Christian rehab home. They have rehab homes. So they do a lot of good things. Oh, for sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, their their thing is, like, what you're saying. Like, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, you're supposed to pray as soon as you get up. You're supposed mm-hmm. to pray for a long time. You're supposed to pray out loud because you're fighting in the spirit. And um, it takes a long time for you when you have kind of experienced that. And I was only there for like maybe six or seven months because I was a baby Christian. So, yeah. and I, I didn't have the same attachment that a lot of the people had there because a lot of them came right off the streets And, you know, maybe some of them were drug dealers or gang members or prostitutes or whatever it looked like. This was the first church that they went to. So they felt like this is the church that saved me. And they lifted up the founder a lot. And that was the issue I had. And I couldn't understand it back then. But it bothered me a lot. Um, So it takes a long time for you when you've kind of experienced that to get to a place where you're like, I'm not going to condemn myself because I didn't pray right away, you know, because right. for me as a mother, I I try to pray right away. But, you know, my kids are homeschooled. So if we're kind of I woke up late or whatever, I do a devotional. And guess what? God's not condemning me. And so it, it's really interesting to, I guess, have experienced something like that, because you really do feel like I'm not measuring up as a Christian because these people who have been leaders for years and years, um, they got it all together. And I think it's a very dangerous place to be when you're a Christian and you have some kind of title and people think that you just got it all together. Hey, 
Hey, if you like listening to Grace in Full and you want to find more great Christian podcasts, go ahead and visit faithcast.com. There you can discover Christian podcasts that help you keep the faith. That's faithcastsplural.com. As always, thanks for listening to the Grace in Full podcast. And if you want to see more, this is just a short clip of this full episode. It is on YouTube. Just find me at Grace in Full and you can find the full show there.